0: As incredible as our intro song is, I'm not in my groove <laughs> for today's episode.
1: <laughs> we well, I guess
0: for listeners it doesn't matter because we're consistent, because we're professional.
1: Right. So professional.
0: But for me and you, it's been two weeks off
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just finding our, our groove. Getting back in the groove. Yes. <laughs> and if you hear, keep hearing that pun, uh I'll I'll pause for a moment and let you guess
1: what movie we're doing. Yeah, let them guess after they selected which episode they want to listen to. Oh, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, unless you're shuffling the playlist, you'll know that today's episode is... Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> mm-hmm. Classic Disney movie from 2000. So good morning, good afternoon, wherever you find yourself. We're happy to have you here for this uh, <laughs> review we have for you today. So technically it's an old groove now. Oh, yeah. From
0: 2000. 22 years old. (laughs) Yeah. So welcome to Emperor's Old Groove, actually. (laughs) So what is it? 2000. Mm -hmm. David Spade. John John Goodman. Goodman. Eartha Kitt. Mm -hmm. Patrick Warburton. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's more. But why talk about them? Because those people don't matter, right? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) But you know, like in movies, it's always like we talk about the stars and then we totally just ignore everybody else. There's definitely like main characters and like lead cast and mm. then there's the supporting cast and it's okay to have supporting cast and they do a good job um but yeah i think they get a lot less spotlight I'm I'm okay with that. Like,
0: I know if I ever get a role in a movie, it's totally as a background, like... An extra. Some, yeah, I'm yeah. an extra. I'm, <laughs> I'm not front show material, and I'm very okay with that.
1: <laughs> if I ever get cast in a movie, I'll give you a call and see if you can be an extra. <laughs>
0: you want to be the guy buying coffee in the background of Simulaté?
1: Yes. Yes, please put Sign me, me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was in Star Wars. I was one of the guys in the background shuffling the food cart around. <laughs> Big
1: deal. (laughs) Big deal alert.
0: Oh, man. What what do we do? We do synopsis first, right?
1: Yes. Synopsis. Um, Do you want to do that one?
0: No, Carter. I don't know how to do synopsis. All right. I'll do it. Actually, it's because I don't have it pulled up. I can do it. Okay, cool. Okay. Synopsis for Emperor's New Groove. Arrogant young Emperor Cusco is transformed into a llama by his power-hungry advisor, the devious diva Yzma. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> that is good. Stranded in the jungle, Cusco's only chance to get back home and reclaim the high life rests with a good hearted peasant named Pacha. Together they must return Cusco to the throne before Yizma tracks them down and finishes him off. I automatically will tell you right now I'm Cusco. Like <laughs> like just arrogant, greedy, selfish. <laughs> so I think you're Pacha
1: yeah that so tracks
0: I'm, I'm gonna move i'm gonna come over to your house and move your shit mm. <laughs> so i can build my vacation resort build your pool <laughs> <laughs> sorry becca <laughs> oh man uh yeah no that tracks that's actually it's kind of weird because although it was made in 2000 obviously the production like they were since the 90s they were kind of having this on the back burner
1: right this is still uh, disney animation studios it's the same group mm. that did the lion king hercules on uh, yeah Mm-hmm. You
0: can actually see, like the characters in Emperor's New Groove, have the same physique and shapes and animation exactly like Hercules. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Hercules' style
1: is very similar to all these.
0: Hercules being my favorite of all time, Disney really? in the nineties. Yeah, Hercules mm-hmm. is my favorite, but I say that because um, Hades and his two little cronies—they make the movie for me. Pain
1: and Panic. Yes, pain <laughs>
0: and panic
1: are. I mean, it's just. <laughs> there's something about wearing
0: Hercules sandals Mm -hmm. and then, you know, (laughs) being a fan of the guy and you have to hate (laughs) the guy on the job. Like there's just something about that. That is (laughs) incredible. So Hercules is the bar for me, like of pacing, humor, Mm -hmm. um, everything. And Hades is just so good because I feel like he's really just, he's misunderstood.
1: Hades is one of my favorite Disney villains. Yeah. He's he's hilarious. Um, Actually, fun fact, I was looking up like some trivia facts for Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And Yzma is like in, like, there's a top five list of most comical Disney villains. Mm. Hades and Yzma are both on that top five list.
0: Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I have to say Hades first and then Yzma in the second. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have a third, I think. Are there <laughs> any other Disney villains that are, I, I mean, of the, of the I, I would say categorically wise, um, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Cause, Let
1: me see if I can find that list. So, the top five list, or actually, it's it's four. Um, <laughs> what a shitty list. I, I know. <laughs> anyway, Yzma, along with Hades, Captain Hook, and Prince John, have been considered Disney's oh. most funny villains. Okay, you know what? Now that
0: you mention it, I forgot. Okay, Prince John in first place. <laughs> Hades in second, and then Yzma. And Prince John, mm-hmm. he's he's my favorite because that's what i want to be i i want to be that scummy piece of shit that's it that's it That scene right there sweet sweet taxes literally bathing in the coin of suffering people that is that is like peak shitty so i stand corrected yes i totally forgot about prince i kind of forget robin hood is a disney one Mm -hmm. i don't know why though but maybe it's because I I wasn't there when it first came out or something.
1: That could be part of it, yeah. Because it was 80s, right? It was older, yeah. Yeah. So I think
0: it didn't really start picking up for us until... Like for me, Hercules was like the pinnacle of my...
1: Oh, Hercules was very good. That's one of my faves too. It is It
0: is just the shit.
1: So before we get super into it, we have a shout out, mm. right? Matt Greeb. Matt Greeb. yeah. So thank you to Matt for requesting Emperor's New Groove.
0: You can find him on Instagram at geebs 2112 That's G-E-E-B-E-S-2112. He's also a uh, super friendly, incredibly talented photographer and video creator. He's here in the Pacific Northwest. He's here in Spokane. And he's hilarious. He's got a great channel and he's got a killer sense of humor. (laughs) So uh, the fact that he requested this, I think he requested it right after we had another Disney. And then he was like, oh, you guys got to do Upper's New Groove. Yeah. So, anyway, shout out to Matt for requesting this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have him on the show one of these days to talk about a film, right? But with production schedule right now, we're still not, working on that. Yeah, yeah, not till March,
1: right? But thanks,
0: Matt. <laughs> 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 Was um, it
1: spoiler? No, we did synopsis. Yep, synopsis. So now, spoiler warning. Okay. So yeah, if you haven't seen this 22-year-old movie, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is available on Disney Plus. Highly recommend you see it and then come back and listen to our review. Yeah spoiler warning and that's it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah spoilers ahead Um, Darth Vader's Luke's dead (laughs) wrong movie but yes
0: (laughs) the spoiler warning already went after the spoiler warning it's all fair game yeah whatever (laughs) I see dead people <clears throat>
1: anyway, so yeah, Emperor's New Groove. I have a funny story to share with you.
0: I want to hear this funny
1: story. And I mentioned this before we started recording, but I wanted to save it so we could get your genuine reaction mm-hmm. on mic. I will set on camera. <laughs> we're, we're not recording in that way. Um, so <laughs> due to, you know, busy life happenings and being a new parent, this week has been... Somewhat challenging. Right. I did get a chance to watch the movie. Uh However, I have zero notes. (laughs) 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 Oh, you brilliant son of a bitch. I love it. (laughs) So as you can see, my paper here (laughs) is blank. Um, I do have IMDB up and I usually pull a lot from there anyway. Just, you know, fun facts and trivia, things like that. I've seen the movie several times, so I'm not really worried about having nothing to talk about. But yeah, specifically yesterday (laughs) was probably one of the most difficult days with my new daughter. Oh,
0: (laughs) I want to hear about this now.
1: It took, I'm not kidding, not exaggerating, four hours to put her to bed (sighs) last night.
0: So, like, around, like, 6? Because you try to get her to bed around 6? We
1: usually start between 6 and 6.30. That's about when she starts feeling sleepy, like, for go-to-bed time. Yeah. And we put her down, and usually, like, it's a combination of, like, rocking her in a glider or rocking chair, holding her in certain positions with a pacifier, Hmm. and she'll fall asleep that way. Sometimes she fights it, sometimes she doesn't, but she usually falls asleep after a few minutes. And then we transfer her from either in our arms or however she's being held right. into the crib. Every time either me or my wife put her down from holding her to her crib, she'd wake up instantly and just be super upset. <laughs> just like, and I don't know. I don't know if it was like, we did discover later that the, our, our room was colder than usual because we'd forgot to, turn the heater back on. Oh. Um, so that could be part of it. She may have been a little bit cold and just was fighting fighting that. But yeah. I'm not sure what else was happening or if there were other things going on. But she was just super upset <laughs> and did not want to go to sleep. So we were taking turns, my wife and I, trying to get her down and stay down. Right. And she didn't actually like fall asleep and stay asleep until almost 10.30. Oh. So we started between 6 and 6.30. That's brutal. And we finished between like ten fifteen, ten thirty. It took four hours. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched Emperor's New Groove after that. You know. So I was up after midnight <laughs> watching, watching Emperor's New Groove.
0: <laughs> Full disclosure. We talked about doing Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find time all week. Mm-hmm. And I finally found, I was like, I'll just watch it the night before. And I usually try to watch the movie once during the week Mm -hmm. and then watch it the night before we record. So everything's fresh where I catch little, you know, bits and bobs.
1: I usually try to do that too. Yeah. It's a good, good system.
0: Well, (laughs) no child one soon here. Like we're right on the, against the wall of it here, May. Mm -hmm. And I watched it last night, like with out of like one bloodshot eye and like like halfway dozing (laughs) off on the couch. And yeah, so I have some notes, but mm-hmm. they're it's. We talked about this before the show started recording, but *Emperor's New Groove*, *Hercules*, all these '90s Disney movies, we've seen them played so much mm-hmm. that instead of being like clear, they're just muddy memories now in our head. <laughs> that it's all intermixed. <laughs> To the point where it's like your brain can't decipher. Like I can decipher exactly scene for scene of the Matrix because mm-hmm. it's just so different. But Disney, it's weird. It's like my brain just like <laughs> like it just turns into like jello in my head. I remember the movie. I love the movie. Yeah. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's the, the image is very fuzzy. It's uh, I mean, you wear glasses like at night. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, imagine painting without glasses or something. <laughs> I'm like deathly blind without glasses. So it's literally watching the movie without glasses. Okay. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so back to Emperor's New Groove. This will be a shitty episode because we'll just talk about everything else but Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess right off the bat, David Spade plays Cusco, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things about him is he's the Invisible Man from the Hotel Transylvania series. Oh, he's, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's just with the glasses floating I mean, around.
1: I know he's been in a lot of things, and he's so done so much stuff. With Adam Sandler, for example. Yeah, a fantastic actor. He's hilarious, mm-hmm. but I did not know he was in Transylvania.
0: I I only added. I tried not to list everybody. I only added the roles that I really know them by. Yeah, like that's not this movie
1: mm-hmm. that I really like and current. I feel like David Spade's like most well known like icon mm. role, Joe Dirt. Yes. Yes. And strangely, it's a
0: terrible movie, but it's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. The nineties was a different time. Nineties, really early two thousands. It was it was it was lawless. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: and I miss it. Like
1: Texas. <laughs>
0: or Florida. And I know I can say that because I just came back from Florida
1: anyway david spade (laughs) uh
0: pacha played by john goodman Mm -hmm. obviously flintstones when i see john goodman Mm -hmm. i think flintstones first and then he's sully in monsters inc Mm -hmm. i love sully monsters inc is one of my favorite series small dumb story about john goodman i thought he's been dead all this time and and, and here's why (laughs) i watch reruns of roseanne And in the season finale, like the show finale of Roseanne towards the end of the show, Mm -hmm. John Goodman plays her husband. He he dies of a heart attack on the show.
1: Oh, and that was his out for the show. For
0: the show. But I thought they did that. And this was prior to Google and our easy access to information. Mm -hmm. I literally thought that they wrote him out because he passed away. And I was like, oh, no. Fred Flintstone, John Goodman. Oh, no. What what a massive loss. So literally for years, for years, and he's been in other stuff. Oh, no. I'm always like, wow, how did they get someone to look like John Goodman <laughs> on
1: this? Wow. <laughs> the guy's still alive. That's funny.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, idiocy kicking in there. Uh, what do we got? Yzma,
1: Eartha Yzma, kit? Eartha Kitt. Fun fact about Yzma. So she was Madame Zeroni from Holes. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. God, it's been years since I've seen Holes too.
1: Not a lot of super noteworthy like acting roles. She did have a lot when she was younger. Yeah, She was older when mm-hmm. she did this role for Yzma. But here's the thing that she is known for, which is hilarious because a lot of people don't actually know about this. I'm going to play the audio here. <laughs> uh, sorry, there's an ad. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Stupid
0: ads. Just just hold it up to the mic. We want to hear the ad too. What's it for? Oh, what? <laughs> Is she the beginning voice?
1: Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree. That's Isma. No shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Been an awful
2: good girl. Santa baby, oh my gosh
0: down the chimney tonight. that's the 40s right yeah 1940 <laughs> something the yeah. original santa baby
1: the original yes that's eartha kit
0: the the thirsty lusty song telling santa what you really want <laughs> eartha kit what a fox mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dang Now, my mind's still trying to wrap around that fact. Right. (laughs) Uh, Kronk, played by Patrick Warburton. He is all over. He's in like insurance commercials, and he makes them fun.
1: He has a very iconic voice.
0: Yes. Joe Swanson, wheelchair cop and family guy. Really funny guy. And what I actually, reading up on Patrick Warburton really cracks me up. Mm -hmm. He's actually like a very strong Christian, and he says that he turns off family guy whenever they do religious jokes that go too far. Yeah. Like he even though he's paid and he's a part of the show, he doesn't and now that I think about it, I don't ever remember a time where he his character does any raunchy religious jokes. He he does raunchy jokes that kind of land like really in different places, mm-hmm. but he avoids that topic. And it's one of those really interesting things about him.
1: I did not know that, and that is very refreshing. Yeah. I like that.
0: It, well, it made me think of you, where he's like <laughs> he's he's he exists in this world that is just full of like nastiness and debauchery, mm-hmm. and but he's like, Well, that's just not for me. But I'm not going to go around like, you know, like smiting people and stoning them to death over it.
1: See, that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Like allow people to live their lives and make their own choices. But, you know, yeah. stick to your convictions. That's good.
0: Yeah. He totally. <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton gets the applause button. <laughs> I think Yzma needs one because that's everyone's heard that song. And for Yzma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not John Goodman or David Spade, though. Those two fuckers are still
1: alive. And- <laughs> I mean, so is Patrick Warburton. But-
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's just, there's a different level of uh, awesomeness about him that I learned recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's kind of like the the primary cast. That's the big ones. Not to default anybody. Right. Uh, so the movie opens up with uh, Cusco, well, a musical number. Mm hmm. That uh, gets some of its facts wrong. Telling Cuzco's story. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the movie's narrated, which I hate. <laughs> I hate narration.
1: <laughs> it makes sense in this bit, though. It does. It opens up with him as the llama, <laughs> like when he's in the jungle and it's yeah. raining. And look at that sad, pathetic llama. Let me tell you his story. It's my story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's retelling the story from... And then it kind of rewinds all the way towards the, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much it shows him as a, a, a young prince, a, a young king, really, right? He's a king, not a prince, a king, emperor, emperor. Oh, correct. Remember emperor. emperor's
1: new group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah. It's not King's new group. <laughs> Are we doing Kingsman? <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's the emperor. He's young. He's douchey. He's cocky. He's arrogant. And he is, has no sympathy for anyone, mm-hmm. a completely self-absorbed, selfish, uh, human being. Right everything i aspire
1: to be everything (laughs) um real quick sorry to derail you here but we forgot story time (laughs) (laughs) we we, we slid right into the beginning of the movie (laughs) i didn't get a chance to hit the button (laughs) anyway continue (laughs) uh uh,
0: mm, mm. well i've got to chop that out and move it forward (laughs) in the timeline there i think i can do that
1: yeah you're the uh, editing mastermind. That's me. Mm-hmm. I
0: just cut all your voice out, and it's just a show. <laughs> if you've listened to the episodes, it's just me talking the whole time. It's just <laughs> all about you. <laughs> Emperor Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> debauchery <Demotri laughs> Dylan here, baby. Uh, the movie's mm-hmm. pretty simple, actually, because it just starts about Cusco being a jerk. It's mm-hmm. illustrated in that point, And he's trying to um, destroy someone's home to build his vacation palace. Right. And that is Pacha.
1: Summons Pacha. To talk to him and ask him which side of the hill gets the most sun.
0: (laughs) And Pacha, the nice guy like you, Mm -hmm. uh, willing to uh, share all the information, does.
1: Right over here, just behind these trees. The the hills just sing. Yeah, when the sun hits it just right, these hills sing. (laughs) Cool, Uh, thanks for stopping by. (laughs) That's it? That's all you needed? (laughs) No, that's it. That's good.
0: Just going to destroy your home. See you later. Thanks. One thing about the opening song, I just wanted to catch it before we get uh, away from it, mm-hmm. is uh, the song mentions that it's a story in Mesoamerica. Peru, which is Peruvian, what this whole movie is based on, mm-hmm. is not in Mesoamerica. It's much further south. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's South America officially, not Central America? Right. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Facts.
1: <laughs> Disney get <it> right. Jeez, <laughs> do your research. <laughs>
0: Oh, also, Cusco has a llama comb and a llama rocking horse as a child. Mm-hmm. So not foreshadowing, oh, <laughs> but foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So uh, he meets Pacha. We're introduced to Pacha. It's the whole house situation. Mm-hmm. Pacha sent home, uh, like distraught as all get-go, because right. it's like, how do you come home? And it's illustrated. He comes home to a wife and two children. Mm-hmm. And he has and a, sh- a third
1: on the way. And a third on the way. Yeah. Chicha is his wife's name. She is very pregnant. <laughs>
0: Which, uh, this is the first time Disney has had a pregnant person, is it in their film? Oh, yeah. This, this, she marks as the first Disney uh, character ever to be featured as wow. pregnant. Progressive Disney, yeah, 2000. It was just the Wild West, man. Dang, people getting rights and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, people don't get rights. Not, we still don't. <laughs> Things are still a problem right now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 22 years later. What we we get introduced to, Yzma and yes. Kronk.
1: Yzma was actually introduced right before meeting with Pacha. Okay, because that's when she was fired. <laughs> he unceremoniously, his, yeah. His excuse was, um, she keeps trying to run the empire behind his back. So rather than try and address that, he just tells her, Okay, you're fired.
0: <laughs> and with introducing her, because it's narrated by David Spade, you're also introduced to Kronk. Mm-hmm. I love Kronk. He's my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> I will say that the movie gets something a little weird. He says, because as David Spade's narrating, and I feel this is a problem is David Spade is somewhere in Burbank, California, in a in a booth. Mm-hmm. They're not actually in front of the movie, but he says, "Izma, every decade or so,
1: gets a new a new assistant, every a new decade. assistant, yeah."
0: And then he says, "This year's this year's model <laughs> is Kronk." So so
1: maybe he's brand new maybe that was the year that he started you think so i think so i
0: think it's not sure if it's a decade or a year because this year means next year is going to be a different model
1: i don't think she's that shallow
0: i also (laughs) like that they portrayed her as (laughs) (laughs) this is a woman with cucumbers on her eyes in her mobile tent (laughs) crunk is her rv (laughs) anyway uh, yeah, so we're introduced to Kronk. Love Kronk. I Kronk mm-hmm. is just—he's a lovable idiot. I think it's his culinary skills that really gets me. Mm. His his spinach puffs and <laughs> <laughs> and the way he takes charge in that restaurant <laughs> towards the middle of the movie. Kronk mm-hmm. is just everything that is is right with the world. Like a genuine, he, his intentions are always are all so pure. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> Okay, so we got Yzma, we got Kronk. They're introduced. Isma's fired. She's obviously pissed off, rightfully so. Oh yeah, by douchey Cusco, um,
1: grumbling the whole way out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that Cusco. For some reason, she's fired, but she's still like in the building, right? She's not removed because now Kronk is cooking dinner, mm-hmm. and Isma's plan is to obviously poison him and kill him, right, with a vial of uh, some kind of potion, liquid goo.
1: What she says is she uh, has a plan to turn him into a flea, a harmless little flea, and she'll put that flea in a box and put that box inside of another box and have it shipped to her address and (laughs) smash it with a hammer. (laughs) And she is uh, raving about how brilliant that plan is, waving her arms all around, knocks over the vial of the, the pink fizzy goo, and it falls onto a plant and the plant immediately dies. Then she holds up the vial and says, or to save on postage, I'll just poison him with this.
0: (laughs) For a man who is sleep deprived and barely seen the movie, you really got it down. You got it more than I do. I was pretty coherent for the first half. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cover the rest. Uh, Fun fact for Mm. listeners at home. If you are committing murder and getting the U.S. Postal Service involved in it, trying to implicate them, that's a felony not to mention trying to murder someone but
1: it's actually a different a felony on top of a felony right like you if you combine sentences
0: do not ever (laughs) try to implicate the u.s postal service in your dirty deeds (laughs) yeah it's it's some shit you'll get in some serious trouble i believe it so uh yzma actually at the last minute turned around that scheme Mm. rightfully so because nobody wants to fuck
1: with the federal government right (laughs) now she's just down to one sentence instead of two (laughs) You know, the federal government of Peru. (laughs) Because the show is done by
0: Americans. (laughs) We only acknowledge American law. Oh, gosh.
1: (laughs) Feel the power. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I can feel it.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so what's dinner? Mm -hmm.
1: It's dinner time! (laughs) Um, Kronk's very enthused. Yes, they invite Kuzco over for dinner, and they're kind of getting their game plan together, making sure they've got the poison. Mm. Right. (laughs) Um, And Kuzco shows up, one hungry king of the world, spinach puffs, Kronk makes him a drink, and they get the drinks all mixed up so he has to give them all a drink (laughs) which that bit is hilarious because he's trying to tell flower vase uh uh-huh he uses a flower vase to mix it and (laughs) drinks were just a little on the warm side just (laughs) cooling them off um he's trying to tell yzma without letting kuzco in on it don't drink it's poison (laughs) So he's just dumping it off on his shoulder. Yzma tosses hers into the plant, the cactus behind her. And it turns into a llama. And it turns into a llama. (laughs) And
0: and it's a a blink (laughs) if you miss it, too. Tara pointed out to me, that was actually the first time I caught that. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of visual sight gags.
1: That's so funny.
0: I caught the llama comb and the llama rocking chair in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I didn't catch the llama plant on the right-hand side of Yzma. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it appears that he died after drinking his drink. Um, but then he wakes up again, and he starts to transform into a llama, and his nose gets all big, his ears get long, and his neck just shoots up. Um, so they knock him out and discuss what their options are. Right, and they ultimately land on all right. We're going to have dessert and coffee, and then take him out of town and finish the job. <laughs> Kronk's theme music when he leaves out the back door with Cusco in a bag. Um, here's a fun fact a fun Disney fact for you. Uh, Patrick Warburton improvised that scene when Kronk hummed his own theme song when he was carrying Kuzco um, (laughs) in the bag to the waterfall. Disney's legal department had Warburton sign all rights to the humming composition over to them. Oh, wow. He improvised it, and he had to sign a bunch of waivers saying that belongs to Disney. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's
0: so crazy how, like... Incredible company Disney is, and also like how terrifying Mm -hmm. a company like Disney is.
1: Yeah, just obviously they have come a long way in the corporate. Yeah. Sense. But yeah, they they had to do things like that to get there. Two
0: thousands <laughs> Disney and nineties Disney was probably like a most terrifying time to work to be a creative for them. Right. Because like anything you come up with, it's like, well, no.
1: That belongs to us now. <laughs> <laughs> Sign here. Keep working. Or else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like what you could terminate your ass right there. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they rewrote so many songs on this that, that they rewrote this movie so many times. Sting. His ending song, mm-hmm. he wrote like 10 songs for this movie and nine of them didn't get used because they had d- characters that they co- totally removed for the movie. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's just, <laughs> I want to be in a Star Wars movie, but I don't know how bad I want to be in a Star <laughs> Wars movie sometimes when I think about it, now that Disney owns it. Right uh what is it so kronk coming uh he, he executes it's actually just a visually very funny scene kronk yeah. running out mm-hmm. um there's one scene in that where he pretends like you know he doesn't know what's in the bag and mm-hmm. like he's not guilty and then it zooms out and it's like two statues are pointing directly at him <laughs> as the the perpetrator <laughs> anyways kronk as a fool towards the end falls down uh, the stairs i love it he announces the joints that are getting hurt as he falls he's like head neck shoulders <laughs> <laughs> Uh the bag gets tossed out in the air and lands on Pacha's cart.
1: Yeah. Pacha's cart directly. And doesn't notice. She and no, crashes on there.
0: <laughs> and Pacha ends up taking the llama with him, mm-hmm. David Spade, Cusco. The whole time that llama bag never made a sound. No. This is very uh the
1: whole way home. Convenient. However long of a journey that is. That's it's and
0: I don't I don't understand the scale of time mm-hmm. because Pacha it was probably already evening it looked like evening because the torches were lit right. as he left mm-hmm. and he still got home in time for the kids to go to bed but the next later on when they journey forward it seems like a much longer journey than it's supposed to be it takes days it's four <laughs> days if after the bridge break but what was it before the four days because it's got to right. be at least a day at least right because you save three days mm-hmm. if you don't take the bridge. So the fact that he makes it home just in time for getting the kids to bed and dinner mm-hmm. is a whole nother thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, That's...
1: that was interesting. I, I noticed that, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this animated children's movie is not consistent with time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so Pachi gets home, and then this gets to where I was saying, mm-hmm. him having to tell his wife.
1: Greets the kids, the wife. Yep. The pregnant wife.
0: The preg- the pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Ticha. Chicha get the kids to bed. He comes out because he's still somber about trying to figure out how to tell his family that their home's going to be demolished. And he doesn't tell her right away. No.
1: No. He uh, makes up the excuse that the emperor couldn't see him. Mm. And she gets all frustrated like, oh, he summons you and just can't see you? uh, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I need to go wash a dish or something.
0: (laughs) I think whenever as a man or as men we have problems, we should just divert it to our pregnant wives. I
1: feel like pregnant... Careful wise. how you word this next sentence. <laughs> You're treading on thin ice. <laughs> I shall continue <laughs> bravely.
0: I think you are a fool to get in the way of a upset pregnant woman.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: there. You are just, and and it's this is. I'm not saying this in a like, oh, women are beneath, or no, I'm not being sexist. I'm like, I'm respecting the the rage and the violence that is capable in the hands of a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm thoroughly mortified. Like
1: No, that's good. I wasn't exactly sure where you were taking that, so I was just I was just giving you a fair warning. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely not talking down, I'm talking up. I'm like, okay, like I'm you're the
1: boss. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yep.
0: Chicha's whole reaction there. I was like, totally
1: get it. Don't mess with mama bear yeah just let her do her (laughs)
0: thing like i'll i'll sign the paperwork and the casualties later like i'm sorry your grandfather and two of their children died but it it is what it is
1: yeah depending on the severity of the situation i feel like there's a lot of um shoot first ask questions later (laughs) (laughs) yes that's perfectly fine
0: and those of you who uh are on the way of being a father or look that's like a stranded in streaming pro tip right now <laughs> don't
1: mess yeah. with a pregnant lady <laughs> don't fuck with them just leave
0: them alone give them what they need mm-hmm. and when the temperature comes down then then you're allowed to have a discussion <laughs> but do it then don't do it in the heat mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah so, so as all good men he lies to his wife <laughs> he couldn't see me <laughs> <laughs> Baja, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell the truth. He goes out uh sulking mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to break this news and then he runs into Cusco. Right. To Dem- put away his llama and
1: put away the cart and all that. Demon llama. Demon llama. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little interaction, then they kind of figure out that it's Cusco. Mm-hmm. Um and then Cusco figures out that he's not Cusco. <laughs> finally. But you know, you think. I guess it
0: plays to the how oblivious he is mm-hmm. because you'd think he'd notice when his head... Changes shape.
1: Like, changes height. Uh-huh. So He's got what, a nose like, you know, a whole six inches out in front of his face.
0: If I'm talking to you and then suddenly I'm looking down on you by two
1: feet, mm-hmm. I personally would be like, hmm... Yeah. Not the not the sharpest tool in the shed there. <laughs> and to be fair, you're right.
0: Maybe that's how they that's how Cusco's supposed to be. Right. Uh self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah. He instantly demands to be taken back mm-hmm. as, as if he has any power at this moment. You
1: kidnapped me. <laughs> Why would I kidnap a llama?
0: And he says, "Oh, you're right." Mm
1: demands to be taken back and so he takes off Mm -hmm. and pacha goes after him right and pacha tells him you're you're not gonna travel well in the dark you know wait till morning it's like no i have to get back now
0: (laughs) which is now that's a one-day trip not a not a four-hour three-hour trip
1: maybe pacha was like jogging most of the way
0: oh a fast walker
1: yeah or he's just taken the trip so many times you know a a newbie newbie like kuzco couldn't do it in the same amount of time (laughs) it's like us and i-90 to seattle
0: (laughs) oh yeah i've been there three hours Mm -hmm. just a it's just humdrum
1: meanwhile anybody who hasn't done the drive (laughs) three hours how (laughs) so yes he goes into the jungle and he immediately gets lost (laughs) (laughs) as he would
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the palace, Yzma's in charge, Mm -hmm. which is weird because my notes are what political system where if the emperor's gone, the advisor automatically gets the throne. I feel like there's other people in power that would, you know what I mean?
1: Right. But it's not implied that he has any family or next of kin. Like there was the scene at the beginning where he's supposed to choose a bride and he rejects all seven women. (laughs) It's like, hate your hair. You know, no. And let me guess, you have a great personality. So <laughs> One
0: girl's ready to bash his head in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, he's he's not married. He has no family that we know of. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes sense that Yzma would take over being the advisor. And she, even though her... Um, the uh the other assistant whatever butler whoever it was handed her a pink slip nobody else really knew it wasn't announced yzma's no longer working with us
0: (laughs) and he's still employed so technically he would be the next i mean upper hierarchy i still don't think yzma would have because there's another person that knows the guy that wrote the pink slip
1: right yeah and that was the whole thing with the plot to kill him at the (laughs) dinner party was nobody else knows that i've been fired so so. you should have
0: killed the guy that gave the pink slip right (laughs) feel like it would have gotten word out maybe the kitchen staff might have known mm-hmm. which at this point i'm thinking the kitchen staff is only Kronk, because i've never seen any well i mean there's other people that cook in the movie but literally in the in the emperor's side of things mm-hmm.
1: he's just the head chef yeah so Kronk <laughs> is
0: a henchman and a chef which i think his chef skills are just top notch yeah i tell you
1: anyway Isma and Kronk mourning the loss of Cusco, mm. immediately paints everything purple and puts up her statues and, <laughs> and her, her banners and yep her face is on everything now didn't even take like a day <laughs> <laughs> he ain't getting any deader. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kronk reveals that he may not be as dead as they were hoping <laughs> much to
0: yzma's dismay mm-hmm. so then they have to venture off to go find him
1: right find him and finish what they started And while that's happening, Kuzco, still lost in the jungle. With Pacha? Pacha, Yeah, Pacha had decided to go find him rather than just let him wander the jungle, which was a good thing because he encountered jaguars and got strung up on a log with Pacha and they went over a waterfall.
0: Right, and they were Uh, wet, so mm -hmm. Pacha had to put a blanket on him.
1: Right, start a fire and keep him warm and have him actually survive the night.
0: (laughs) I have two things on that. Mm -hmm. One, panthers are not pack animals, so they wouldn't just be all sleeping in a big... Big group. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm weird, but yeah. that's...
1: No, that's okay. Facts. Yeah. Pan-
0: yeah. Panthers are very solo creatures. Mm-hmm. They they do not move in herds and packs.
1: Were they panthers or were they jaguars?
0: I mean, a jaguar is a panther. Panther is a jaguar. Are you sure? Pull it up. Double check me. I, I had this whole thing when Black Panther came out. <laughs> do you not have internet? Where's my... Your safari? Yeah. At the bottom row? Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I do it all the time. Oh, man. That's funny. All right. Let's see here. What can the Google tell us? The main difference between panther and jaguar is that panther is the broader term used to refer to any big cat. It is the name of a genus and not a species. Jaguar, on the other hand, is a panther. With black spots on its body and mainly found in the tropical rainforests of Central and South America. So we're both right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that, that's funny.
0: It's like they're both correct, but I only ran into this with Black Panther.
1: Interesting.
0: And I ran into this with Black Panther because a friend's like, oh, it's actually Black Jaguar. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I had to look it up and I'm like, well, technically you're not wrong or you're right.
1: <laughs> huh. So, yeah, uh, panther could be a generic term for really any big cat
0: yeah i could call my own cat a panther
1: you could call a lion a panther yeah oh it's a panther or a tiger <laughs> it, it
0: made classifying a zoo much easier okay
1: <laughs> so yeah we're we're both right there i think jaguar is slightly more accurate but i'll let you
0: you will let it slide oh yeah
1: <laughs> we can agree to disagree
0: <laughs> which would actually make the, the phrase lions tigers and bears oh, oh my. my it would really shorten the shit out of <laughs> it. it's like panthers bears oh my
1: because <laughs> <laughs> here's a dad joke for you panthers bears oh my <laughs> wow <laughs> that's funny
0: uh okay so my fact on that and then the other one is pacha mm-hmm. there are scenes where he's lifting his arm and stuff he wears his um it's like a shawl or a poncho
1: like a poncho yeah yeah
0: it's like green right uh-huh. and under his so his offsetting thing is brown he has like brown pants. His,
1: like shirt underneath.
0: Is brown. Yeah. But when he takes the thing off to cover up Cusco, he's wearing a white shirt. Oh. So it's weird. It's like, it's not consistent. I didn't notice that. Because if he took the, the, unless, well, it wouldn't be. The only way that'd work is that he wears a white shirt at the bottom, then his mm. brown shirt, but then his brown shirt would be connected to his green shawl thing. Right. Poncho. But when he takes the poncho to cover up Cusco, it's just the poncho. It's There's no like brown shirt stuck to it interesting because a brown shirt has the brown hood huh good catch thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) disney get it right (laughs) it was just weird
0: because it was that scene after they fell in the water yeah that he was trying to dry off and you know the the emotional moment where you think the bad guy is going to turn good Mm -hmm. because uh, someone did a good thing for him right obviously that's not true in in this movie or life
1: (laughs) right yeah he initially tells pacha that he does promise to um not build his summer house on their hill Yeah, um, in order to convince Pacha to shake on it <laughs> officially and lead him back to the palace, which yeah, he double backs on that as soon as they get to the bridge. <laughs> I don't, I don't have hands, so it doesn't count. <laughs> what a dick. How can you shake hands if you don't have hands? <laughs> I got hooves. <laughs> so yeah, Pacha falls through the, um, the boards on the, on the bridge and Cusco was going to just leave him yeah and that's when he tells him you shook on it and Cusco comes back off he had made it across it <laughs> comes back to gloat in his face that's the thing thing about handshakes you gotta have hands and then he falls through the boards and then he's dangling there too <laughs> if he hadn't come back for his little quirky one liner he would have won. <laughs> He would have got his vacation home and Pacho would have been a
0: skeleton for somebody else from Pirates of the Caribbean to find. Yep. But no, uh, they both get stuck there. Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole scene, you know, comical deal with that. Bats. Mm-hmm. They survive from scorpions. the bats. Yeah.
1: Scorpions. Scorpions, bats, crocodiles. Oh my. <laughs> nice. No Panthers though. No Panthers. There's only Panthers in one scene. <laughs> T'Challa would be disappointed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they do work together to make it back up. Um, and that's when they... Um, oh, the bridge is broken, so they now it's four days more. Right. right? And Pacha tells him, all right, let's get moving. It's a four-day journey back to the palace. And Cuzco's all surprised. Like, we're going to the palace? And Pacha says, yeah, I shook on it. So even if Kuzco's not holding up his end of the bargain, Pacha's a man of his word. So he has to
0: follow through. Yep. They go to one of my favorite... Probably my favorite <laughs> section of this whole movie is the diner i think there's a name for it too something meats
1: yeah it's uh mudka's meat hut there it is mudka's meat hut i like that the literally the first thing is a sign that says
0: no llamas mm-hmm. but that implies that any other animal you could bring your panthers in there you just can't bring a llama
1: yeah this is my uh seeing eye panther <laughs> don't worry he just needs a rafter in the ceiling to hang from <laughs> and a few patrons to eat <laughs> So they disguise themselves as a newlywed couple. Uh, Pacha Bestie. gives up his poncho again and and his hat, and, and he's, he's wearing Cus- a white shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, every he time is. he takes a poncho off, Oh, that's funny. He's a white shirt.
1: So yeah, Cusco's wearing his poncho and his hat and has a little fan like to cover his face partially
0: because <laughs> he's a lady. Mm-hmm.
1: So they order their food, and I thought this was really funny. Everything on their menu, or at least the food that they discuss. They have their own, like, inside name for it. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's the menu that they're ordering from. They say they want uh, two specials and an onion log to split. Right. And then the waitress or hostess or whatever, she yells at the kitchen, two heartburns and a deep-fried doorstop. (laughs) Yeah. oh <laughs> the secret
0: slang <laughs> what i like is later when cronk's back there cooking because he takes mm-hmm. over for the chef um obviously cause the chef is t- sick and tired there's a whole scene about that mm-hmm. but when cronk takes over and the waitress comes and yells over cronk also knows yeah he responds it's like one's like a something meal that turns into a fish
1: yeah a, a steak cut in the shape of a trout <laughs> yeah
0: and then it was like a, a boar in, into a, a fish or scales or something like that
1: a bolt a bowl into a gill, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: right there. It's like even Kronk knows the lingo, which tells you he is a talented chef. Uh huh. First and foremost, Kronk is a chef, and then he's a henchman. That that
1: proves it right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon. Yep. But yeah, right before that, that's when Kronk and Isma show up. Pacha doesn't recognize them because he doesn't know who they are. Yeah. But he hears them talking about Cusco. They've Cusco has gone to talk with the chef. Yeah. <laughs> And about his meal. Yep, about his meal. Ask for special requests. Meanwhile, Kronk and Isma are sitting at their booth and Pacha overhears them talking about finding and finishing Cusco and Kronk thinks he may have recognized Pacha. Yeah. But Pacha's denying the whole thing and then he goes to try and find Cusco. That's when um Kronk goes to the kitchen to ask about a special request for Isma. <laughs> And that's when... The chef he, loses his shit. He loses it, packs everything up and leaves, and then the hostess gives Kronk the uh, oh. the, the, the head chef job.
0: <laughs> I love that the waitress doesn't even notice that the chef has changed, because uh-huh. Kronk's back there just talking to her, and she's it's fine. It's like, they this must, happens regularly. Must have a high
1: turnover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mudka's Meat Hut is not the place you want to be working at. If, A, you want to be treated as a human being mm-hmm. and a decent... Uh, i guess a a decent working conditions Mm -hmm. but two um that'd be the really funny place for a vegetarian to work oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) and i say that because i have a friend and she's a vegetarian Mm -hmm. and her fiance now i think her fiance is a butcher at rosar's (laughs) oh no (laughs) and and they're they're perfect together but it always cracks me up because i always think about like what do you talk about at home (laughs) Mm -hmm. how was work you know i don't think she ever asks them that (laughs) oh that's funny yeah so this whole thing is it's it's unveiled to the our main characters right that what's happening Yzma and Kronk are behind the the evil deed
1: right but Kuzco didn't hear it like Pacha did so he doesn't believe it right Pacha's trying to convince Kuzco we know we need to leave these two people were talking about trying to find you and he says describe the people (laughs) (laughs) was one of them old scary and and (laughs) um like disturbing beyond all reason or something like that, trying to describe Yzma. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's the woman. And he says, Kronk and I'm saved. <laughs> no, they're trying to kill you. And he won't believe it. He totally denies, won't believe Pacha that they're out <laughs> to get him. He thinks that they're trying to find him to bring him back. So they get in an argument and split. And then Cusco manages to sneak up on Kronk and and was about to reveal himself when he hears them say... We need to find Kuzco and finish him off. Right. And so, that's confirmed for him now, uh-huh. too. So now he knows.
0: <laughs> and now the journey back to the castle is to...
1: Not castle. The palace. The palace. The emperor's palace <laughs> is to find the cure. Right. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to make him not a llama anymore. So he has to go find Pacha. Kronk and Isma are still out looking for Kuzco after the hijinks at the, <laughs> at the diner. <laughs>
0: Mugges Meat Hut, best best portion of the movie. Like the entire movie, that's that's it. That's that's where I live. Minus Kronk's um Devil and Angel. Those two yeah, crack that, me up every that's time. That's so funny. I'm
1: glad they did that. He's got his consci- conscience angels.
0: Pain and suffering. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> or no, is it Pain and Panic? Pain and Panic, that's
0: right. He's got his own version of pain and pan- I think that's why I like Kronk, because it alludes to the Hades deal too. Yeah.
1: So everyone's headed back to the palace, right? Kronk, Kronk and Isma are still trying to find Cusco. Cusco finds Pacha, mm-hmm. and Pacha—it's like he was kind of expecting him to come back looking for him. Yeah, which is good. But I kind of wonder, like, what would have happened if Pacha had, you know, left him to his <laughs> devices and then waited, waited for him, expecting that oh he'll come back, right? But what if Kroganizma had found him?
0: Right. Then, <laughs> then it been,
1: would just be, no, nope, well, I guess would been <laughs> credits. not coming back.
0: <laughs> Pacha still would have won. Right. Still got to keep his home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, they make it back together, and they say they're going to, all right, we're going to go. We're going to go back to the palace, get you home, see yeah. if we can fix this. <laughs> Fun fact. So there's the montage where um, they're both... Teams. Running on the map. Yeah, running on the map trying to get back to the palace. Yeah. Kronk and Isma, they they kind of like sabotage each other. Yeah. Um, not Kronk and Isma, but like Kronk and Isma and uh Pacha and Cusco. They kind of sabotage each other's teams. Yeah. And then at one point you see Kronk and Isma's little map blip fall down into a canyon. (laughs) And Pacha and Cusco, they make it back to Isma's secret lab, and Kronk and Yzma are waiting there for him. And how, did, how, you did, get here how did you get here? Us. Yeah. Yep. How did you make it here before us? And Kronk's looking at the map and he says, by all means, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that is an illustration of a plot hole. They fell into a plot hole. Oh, <laughs> the map. They fell into a hole in the map. It's a plot hole. Oh, it's, it's an genius. illustrated plot hole. <laughs> That's why he says, on all accounts, it makes no sense.
0: Oh my gosh, that's funny. I never, I didn't, never perceived it as such. Yeah, I just love the third wall break where Kronk like fully admits that lots of shit in this movie doesn't make sense. Right?
1: izma looks all confused and looks over at Kronk. How did we get here, Kronk? <laughs> By all accounts, it makes no sense <laughs> because I fell
0: into a literal plot hole.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that's really going to help the
0: score of this movie now that you mentioned that. To right? Me. Isn't
1: that clever? That is very clever um so i i really like that and it makes more sense watching this now as an adult <laughs> but yeah like as a kid you just think oh that's cool that's funny uh, but now you know right you, you know what a plot hole is you
0: fully engage you in see it,
1: it You're like, oh that that's hilarious <laughs> it makes me
0: wonder if um, the writers thought about that literally being the
1: literal fact of a plot hole or not yeah i i guarantee they did there's no way that's it's perfect
0: though yep uh so now the fight is over the potions
1: big showdown they're trying yeah. yeah they're trying to figure out which potion can bring him back to being a human and that's when it's the climax of the movie mm-hmm. they're trying different potions they're trying to fight off uh Kronk and
0: the guards that have mm-hmm. been turned into animals because right. they threw the potions uh that's where my notes were the potions are not labeled at all Now we find out because the the shelving has little icons of bat and spider. They just got knocked over. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. Tara mentioned to me that when they threw the potions at the guards, nobody turned into any of those things that were labeled on the thing. (laughs) There was like a cat or a spider. Mm -hmm. That's one problem. But the other thing that really gets me is that they threw the potions at the guard. The the glass shatters and then they they all turn into these animals, right? Which was hilarious. I really enjoyed it. It would imply that the potions don't work based on ingestion only. It works on contact. Yeah. So they could have just threw the poison vial earlier in the movie, like dumped it on instead Cusco. Instead of drinking it. Instead of drinking it. And yeah. he was still like, obviously it wouldn't have killed him. It would turn him into a llama. Yeah. But there's that. And the other half is they threw, the guards were all staying together. Mm-hmm. So if you threw these potions, I don't think anybody would have came out as a clean one. You know, There would have been some monstrous mutations, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. There would have been like a a, a cow with the-
1: yeah pig hands just for lack of uh not making this disturbing for the children yeah they probably have it made more make more sense to where if you the first <laughs> one you touch cancels out the others
0: i like i like that you have to remind me that it's a children's movie because i'm over here yeah, like this, this is not for adults they yeah. don't
1: want some gruesome grotesque pans labyrinth hand. type of stuff. yeah no pig hooves with a cow's face and a horse's body and yeah, no, that would be disturbing. <laughs> I guess
0: my version of The Emperor's New Groove would have ended up in the horror section <laughs> towards right. the end of the movie.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but no, you do make some good points. And I don't know whether it was meant to be like that, all like ingestion versus contact.
0: And- yeah, I, I feel like it was just the 2000s. Like there, Disney wasn't, I don't know, like people, it's like the older movies. Nobody's really chasing the the actual logic details. Right. Things just are kind of what they are.
1: And that's kids' movies in general. Yeah. Not a lot of logic. There's just storytelling just for the sake of storytelling. Right. But if there's one thing that can be said that is absolutely true, it is that Yzma is terribly disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> for an advisor. <laughs> for an advisor. All of this whole rack of potions, shelves upon shelves of potions, <laughs> and they're all different, and none of them are labeled correctly. Yeah. They're were some icons on shelves, but as you pointed out, none of those animals made it to the people that actually got the potions.
0: <laughs> and the only one that's ever been labeled is the llama one. Right. And then it's folded down so it looks like poison. hmm So even that logic, then one of those vials must have been potions. Somebody should have been dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody should have been flat-up dead <laughs> like, when they got contact
1: with that. Right. So yeah, Pacha and and Kuzco are trying one at a time each potion that they right. can find, trying to make trying to find which one will will make him human again. And mm. he turns into a bird at one point and a whale, <laughs> and um, there are several changes that happen. I don't remember them all.
0: Isma turns into a cat.
1: Isma turns into a cat. That's like the notable one right at the end. Right. She um it, she's trying to grab that. There's two potions left, and she grabs one and, and smashes it, and it turns her into a cat. And it looks all intimidating, this big shadow, like she's... Panther. Yeah, like she turned into a panther or something, and she's just a little house cat. <laughs> and her voice changed and everything, and it's Whee! hilarious. <laughs> My voice? <laughs> <laughs> so she's scrambling, trying to get the last vial, which Pacha and Cusco have figured out that's got to be the one that, that makes you human. Yeah. None of the rest of them have worked, so let's try this last one. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine if it wasn't human- and that was the last one. Oh gosh <laughs> be stuck as something else it's like a seal <laughs> just turns into a seal well we'll roll credits all right <laughs> but no they they defeat yzma cronk <laughs> actually flattens her with a yeah Kronk's
0: actually the one that ruined the whole plan right kind of strange that this would leave me down here
1: <laughs> right how in the world did i end up here is that when he opens the
0: door is that another plot another hole another plot think? hole
1: <laughs> <laughs> the hole he sticks his head out in. <laughs> yep. Just plot holes all the way.
0: That's what we should do a movie where it's like everything is just a convenient plot hole. That would be hilarious. And a lot of holes in representation. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about the movie holes? <laughs> it's going to be a different perspective watching that.
1: Eartha Kitt knows all about that.
0: <laughs> and we can't
1: ask her. No. What a shame.
0: I think that movie ends, right? Well, I mean, they they show the resolution for... Pacha. Well,
1: the cool part is right before they get that last vial, uh-huh. they figure out it, – it's like way up on this high ledge, precipice, whatever. They use their teamwork skills that they used getting out of that canyon where the bridge was. Oh, they that's right. They link arms and go back to back, and they step up, back and forth, up this this causeway up to, to the ledge yeah. to grab that last vial. And that's when Yzma tried to grab it, and she fell – <laughs> bounced off of a trampoline that was getting delivered so that's probably you're you're probably right it's just more plot holes for the last time i didn't order any trampolines she bounces off the trampoline that's when cronk opens the window how did i end up here just full of plot holes
0: <laughs> tara actually pointed out a fun plot hole right there yeah when yzma bounces on the trampoline and the guy the guard's like i didn't order for the last time i don't want mm-hmm. any trampolines the employee says Oh, but I, you could have told me that before I put it together. You look to the right. They're all pre-assembled trampolines on his truck. He didn't have to assemble shit. He just takes one off and puts it on the ground. I'd give him the the, the inconvenience of him being a short guy and yeah. having to get to the top of the trampoline pile.
1: <laughs> Maybe he said unloaded it or did he say put it together? Put it together. Oh, my
0: God. He he's like, you gotta told me that before I put it all uh, assembled <laughs> or assembled it. I think is what he says. I, the movie's behind me. I
1: could check, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's not what the show's about. It's not about real facts. <laughs> right. So they finally get the vial after their, they came together, did their teamwork exercise, and he turns human again. And that's when we get to the end. The
0: resolution of him not building the home.
1: Right. He has a change of heart, learns his... Listen and listen, learns his lesson on humility and learns to listen and learns to listen. So you're still right. He learns his listen. <laughs> um, and he and Pacha become friends and he builds his place on another hill. All right. Next where door. They can both enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then
0: that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it cue stings, uh, me and my weird friend or something. My like that. funny friend and me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> me
1: and my weird friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry that's a documentary about me and you <laughs> right that's it yeah
1: <laughs> that's
0: a that's a movie not coming to you anytime soon from stranded and streaming
1: right um so how do you feel about
0: the story <sighs> this st- on paper the story is not that good <laughs> it's really weird on paper the story is not that good but it's very well executed it's very well executed but mm-hmm. just like the if you describe the plot to me hmm I'd be like, God, I'm not really into this movie. <laughs> and I will admit, the first time I saw Emperor's New Groove, and I sat down, I was like, I don't really know if I'm really into this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually give the story a four. Really? Yeah. I don't think this, the story is actually that interesting. Okay. Now, obviously, I, there's a defense to that, and I'll come to it. But mm-hmm. for now, just on the pure basics of the
1: story, a four. Okay. I was going to give it a seven. Um, oh. I, I think it is a good story. It's an it's an original story. Yeah. I can't think of any other Disney movies like this one. Yeah. Like I I'm sure there probably are. And if somebody were to sit me down and say, hey, actually this plot mirrors this other movie, <laughs> like I'm just not thinking of it right now. Right. But no, it it's an original story. It's a it's full of good moral lessons. Mm. John Goodman and David Spade both fantastic in their characters. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth a seven.
0: Well, that's fine. <laughs> Panther or Jaguar, we're both right.
1: <laughs> sights and sounds.
0: It's the best category. It really is. Best category. Uh, sights, actually, uh, an eight. For me. Oh. It looks really good uh watching it on a 65-inch 4K HDR TV.
1: It's very colorful.
0: Very colorful, very fun. Although the aspect ratio is not correct to our 16:9 <laughs> ratio. There's some black bars on the left and right side. If you notice it, if you're watching an upscaled 4K content,
1: but it's an older movie, so that's understandable.
0: Correct, but it doesn't detract. Some movies I watch, and I'm instantly like,
1: "You're distracted by it."
0: Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, this is this is definitely from another time, <laughs> definitely from another time." But I like the artwork; um, everything pops. There's such vibrance in the movie.
1: It's all very original. Yeah, mm-hmm. that
0: it scores high and sound. It nothing actually terribly stood out. Actually. It, there's nothing about the soundtrack that was bad. It was just there. It's not a, a movie that's because originally it was going to be a musical and it was going to be called uh, "Kingdom of the Sun." Oh. But then they, they transition away from being a musical to just mm-hmm. being a story.
1: It did have the musical number in the beginning. Like yeah. The, the one that incorrectly... The theme song guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's dressed like Elvis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Elvis with an afro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have the theme song guy and he does the the musical number at the beginning and there's one at the end. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, there's not any other musicals or musical portions of it. There's obviously the soundtrack... The score was composed by Sting, Mark Shaman, John Debney, and David Hartley.
0: So kind of like a, a cross larger team than just one composer.
1: Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of, I prefer my, my movies to be solo composed. <laughs> well, no, it's not that. I just, that's you just what never you really ex- see. That's what you expect. Yeah. It's unexpected. Um, it's cool that there is a team of people that worked on it. I right. just hadn't. Sting is the only one who I've heard of before, right? So I hadn't heard of the other guys, but yeah. The aside from the musical numbers, the score it doesn't like stand out that much. Like like you said, it's not (laughs) standy outy, but it is good. It complements the scenes. It um, like it's intense when there are are intense things happening, the the climax of the movie and all that. Yeah. Um, It's soft and mellow when you know there are soft and mellow scenes happening. So just like every other Disney movie I can think of that we've talked about, the music complements what's happening on the screen. Yeah. And it does so very well. It does its job. It does its job. Yeah. So I would say the the fun musical numbers uh, are kind of like the cherry on top. Yeah. I would have given like sounds by itself as just like the score, probably a seven. Yeah. I think the <laughs> the fun musical numbers at the beginning and the end bring it up to an eight for me. I
0: would actually give it a seven. Okay. And not because of the music. Although the music didn't standy outy, but mm-hmm. it didn't also be quiet and rooney. Yeah. <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the voice work. I hate narration, but David Spade gets me involved towards mm-hmm. the it's not that the beginning narration was annoyed the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But it's after like it's coming towards where he starts narrating where Potch is and everything. Right. That's like, cause I like that he's an inconsistent narrator because it's all bias and his point of view and it's a absolutely good use of sound. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Kronk's voice acting, Yzma, like you, you hear these characters when you sit around and doing, you're going on about your life and then you think about, you know, something's going on and then you, you think about one of the phrases or catchphrases or scenes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny and it sticks with you. Like just like uh pain and panic. Yeah. So that's why our sound gets a seven. I just, it, to get more points, you'd have to have a soundtrack that blew me away. Right. Like say something from Dune, Dune, Le Dune.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Blade Runner. Mm. Right. Cool. We'll move on to scoring then. All right. Scoring. Okay. So let me break out my calculator here. And <laughs> get our our average numbers. Our calculator? Calculator. <laughs> okay so your combined total 6.3 and mine is 7.6 i'm gonna
0: dumbledore points this one with a uh 1.7 points added to gryffindor please to bring this to an eight Ooh, the film is is a full eight for me with my modifier all right
1: reason for your modifier Oh, we have to have reasons to.
0: <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I'm just curious. What a what a crappy show where we just go, the movie's an eight.
1: I'm just going to round it up to an eight after this 6.3 just because I feel like it. All right. Good night. Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> no, I think there's a charm about this movie that cannot be, um, that can't be formulated. Like, it, it's weird. It lives in this outlier because when it was launched, mm-hmm. it did not do well. It It was shit in the box office. <laughs> It didn't even become good until it was released on home video when right. people started buying it. And then it be, now it's kind of a weird cult classic where everyone's like, oh, I like Cinderella. I like uh,
1: Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I like Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah. Emperor's New Groove. It's kind of the one that everybody forgets about. Yes. But then when somebody brings it up, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's that's the thing about this movie. It's kind of like The Princess and the Frog for me. Never saw it for years until Tara was like, well, you should watch it. And then I found out that I there's nothing that gets me happier than an alligator playing a banjo <laughs> or a saxophone. I think he plays a saxophone in that one. And that made the movie for me. Yeah. So my 1.7, I would say the the, the one point is the fact that this movie is, is weirdly special for being so shitty. Hmm. That it's actually good. Like it, it's weirdly I can't explain it. It's 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 in the etheral, right? It's yeah. just beyond me. So that one is for that. But the point seven, <laughs> and this is very special, near and dear to my heart, Mudka's Meat Hut. <laughs> Everything that happens at Mudka's Meat Hut makes this
1: movie. That's a good scene.
0: That's every every single thing that happens with all the characters in Mudga's meat, from Mudka herself doing taking the orders to the pissed off chef to the the back and forth where um uh, Cusco's coming through the door and then Yzma's coming through the door mm-hmm. like modifying the order and Kronk's just okay with all of it. Like I would <laughs> would have went ballistic <laughs> but it it, it kind of portrays in this weird like um, early 2000s sitcom like humor. Mm-hmm. Like Friends where people are walking through the door and saying something and leaving or Frasier or at some extent like uh, what is it? Uh, Will and Grace. Like all these shows that like sitcoms really relied on the character walking through the door saying something trope and mm-hmm. walking away. And doing it repeatedly, that we don't we don't really see that anymore, yeah. and it kind of makes me go, oh wow, like it dates it in a weird way. <laughs> so that's where my one and point seven comes.
1: All right, to give it an eight. No, that's good. That makes sense. Um, I was also going to round up the point four that I need to go up to eight. Ooh, um, and a lot of it's for the same reasons. Really, it's it's kind of the Disney cult classic that isn't talked about. Like everybody loves it, but everybody forgets about it until somebody brings it up. Yeah, so it's. It is a great movie. Good, good music. Good sound. Good visuals. In my opinion, good story. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it deserves an eight. Just seeing how it has aged over the last twenty years, and people yeah. still love it. So it it's a great movie. I actually have uh, a good friend of mine. <laughs> it's his one of his favorite Disney movies, and for like any events or uh, like Facebook group happenings or whatever, whenever he had something at his house. Yeah the name of his house is cuscotopia. Oh no way. <laughs> like he he puts the location as cuscotopia and then assigns his address <laughs> to that. So, yeah.
0: It's there's something weird about Emperor's New Groove that it, it makes me think it's like what if it was a person like a friend who you think is just awesome and incredible, mm-hmm. but very forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know, like you're like, okay, well I'm having a barbecue. Who am I inviting? Mm-hmm. And you know, all these like standard people that you know are always like, you're always on my list. I'm like, Oh, well I gotta, you gotta tell Carter to come over. Right. Like whether he says yes or no it doesn't matter. I have to tell him to come over. <laughs> and then there's always like somebody like at the end where I'm like, Oh,
1: like I almost forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love Randy. Randy's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I ever fucking think of him? <laughs> That's Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Uh, competitor scores. Mm, indeed. Rotten Tomatoes puts Emperor's New Groove at 86% on the tomato meter. Audience score is at 83%. Oh. So there's just a 3% spread right there, but about right in the 80s, near 90s.
1: IMDb has it at 7.4 out of 10. Mm. And their Metacritic score from 28 reviews is 70
0: Seventy percent. Yeah. Wow. They stick to their guns over there. They really do.
1: IMDb. Mm-hmm.
0: Rotten Tomatoes is just the wild west. <laughs> just people put whatever they want to put. <laughs> you know, for a movie that didn't do well in theaters mm-hmm. at all, and being what it is now, that's that's a hell of a turnaround.
1: I yeah, I agree for sure.
0: Do you have any other fun facts or notes for Emperors?
1: I do have one. It was about the old man. Um, in the beginning of the movie, when Pacha is uh, on his way to the palace for his summons, oh. he encounters the old man from the uh theme song um who threw off the emperor's groove. Oh, um that's he, right. He's hanging in like the banners right. He doesn't have <laughs> a um he doesn't have a name credited to him. he's just the old man yeah. but his his name, the actor's name, is John Fiedler. He is the voice of Piglet from a lot of the older um, Winnie the Pooh series. Oh. So, like from the 70s, he was in Winnie the Pooh and he voiced Piglet. He passed in 2005, unfortunately. He's no longer with us, but his voice is the old man. It sounds just like Piglet. Okay. Little extra fun fact about this is his last Disney movie before that was Fox and the Hound. Oh. And he had not been in another animated show or whatever since then, um, aside from like Winnie the Pooh and a few other voice credits. Right. This character, the old man, was the first time he had voiced a human being. Oh, really? All of his other credits were animals.
0: No way. Mm Mm-hmm. Fox and the Hound. I don't think I even remember that anymore. It is a... One of the much older Disney
1: stuff. Very... Yeah, it's it's one of the originals. I want to say the Fox and the Hound was like 70s or 80s.
0: My money's on 70s.
1: 1981. Oh! So close. <laughs> there, there's a sad <laughs> trombone for that one. Right? <laughs> nice try, Dylan!
2: <laughs> Tabahtri Dylan
1: loses yeah, he was the voice of the porcupine. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: God. I'll have to watch Fox and the Hound. I don't feel like Fox and the Hound would hold up now for some reason. It's like Bambi. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to touch that. Yeah. Bambi's way too sad. <laughs> it's. It was, it was at a moment when Disney was <laughs> at its like most psychotic, I feel. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, it'd be really fun get a whole family together, and make them cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's been like the running joke in all of the Disney movies is the mom always dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh gosh. <laughs> or the aunt recently. Oh gosh. Oof. Um. Well, yeah. that's all I had for, emperor's new groove did you have anything else no
0: i got nothing else i shared all my facts all my facts actually kind of like baked into the episode actually yeah i don't know what's better doing the facts at the end or just bake because sometimes you just you're on the topic
1: i like dispersing them through when when that's available the only reason i forgot about the old man was was because we forgot about pacha approaching the palace and that guy throwing off the groove in the (laughs) in the uh musical number but yeah I, i do
0: have one last thing and it's really simple okay my in my notes, Kronk and Isma best characters in this movie. <laughs> I can watch hours of Kronk and Isma.
1: Kronk is my favorite for sure, and yeah. his interactions with Isma are pretty fantastic.
0: The the meat hut lady, mm-hmm. uh, she's <laughs> I dig her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mudka's meat hut. <laughs> yep, Mudka.
0: I love Mudka. That's funny. We should open a restaurant called Kronks. <laughs> That's and like spinach puffs would be a thing. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I don't think those are spinach puffs on the plate, though.
1: They're empanadas.
0: Is it okay? Yeah, they don't look like spinach puffs.
1: It was the closest thing that they could like draw. (laughs) Well, here's the thing is and this might be a fun fact, I guess. The spinach puffs, that's part of the line, obviously, but they were actually thinking for like cultural appropriateness and like actual accurate food it looks like an empanada because an empanada is a South American. Yeah. Um,
0: regional more like
1: correct. Right. Um, um, but Kronk was calling them spinach puffs. Cause we Americans know spinach puffs, <laughs> stupid Americans.
0: <laughs> Actually, one thing I guess before we take off is this is an interesting phase in Disney. This is right at the tail end of them kind of being like, okay, we're only hiring well-known white actors for everything mm. to being like, oh, okay, maybe we should start taking into like representation and, um,
1: cultural accuracy. Yeah.
0: So, you know, after this, I mean, there's, I, I can't off the top of my head think, but this is one of those last movies where they did have another culture that they didn't nail the cultural appropriateness. Mm-hmm. This is not as bad as Pocahontas, but it's, there's just something to think there now that we're more aware of what's going on now in 2022, mm-hmm. um, where you get a masterpiece. Like obviously we just did Encanto and then the uh, Coco, we, we haven't done Coco, but it's one of the movies that definitely Disney kind of like lets go of their old ways, I guess.
1: And casts properly. Yeah. Or (laughs)
0: allows a casting team to do their job in Mm -hmm. the way without like the over like Lord powers of being like, no, we want John Goodman to play Coco. You know right. what I mean. <laughs> Mirabelle is played by John Goodman. Oh my gosh! So, but besides that, yeah, I figured I just it's it's interesting to see the evolution of Disney. Yeah, um, I like I definitely love what they're doing now, and I, and I I am not saying that to dog on the classic. I mean, obviously, I still enjoy me at Empress New Groove. Yeah, but it is it is cool to see a company and acknowledge that. Hey, like we kind of. We were not as a, a understanding and aware of what some of our faults were, and now we are, and we're making it better, and that's cool. That is cool. So, if you got any recommendations, by all means, just like Matt did, shoot it in our DM at Stranded and Streaming on Instagram, and let us know. It'd be like, hey, review this movie for me. It'd be fun to hear you guys talk about it. We're we're down for all recommendations.
1: Yeah, we've had a couple of good um, recommendations and requests come up, um, which we are fully planning on handling. Um, yeah but yeah keep them coming we love seeing the interaction and um suggestions for movies to watch is always fun i like being told what to watch instead of trying to find something to watch on my own <laughs> we,
0: we, we like the bureaucraticness we like, we like being told what to do we'd rather not decide for ourselves please
1: right tell me what to do that's the one i just don't like making decisions tell me what to do <laughs>
0: Um, another thing, if you want to be on the show, if there's a movie you're really excited about and you want to actually sit here and talk to us, I've had a lot of feedback where people are like, "God, I wish I could be there and like tell you guys, you know, what I think and mm-hmm. stuff." There is going to be room for that here coming up in March and and beyond. So let us know. Say, hey, there's this movie I want you to review. I, can I be on it? We'll book you mm-hmm. and we'll get you in. Uh, we can we can call you over Skype if you want to be socially distanced. If that's your thing um if you want to be here in the room with us we can also make that work so just let us know yeah 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 uh but until then uh, is there a catch line from this movie that's really funny uh that you call crunk
1: (laughs) a llama (laughs) he's supposed to be dead
0: (laughs) i'm sure there's a line from this movie that i really cracks me up that i can't think of what's one of the devils The, the devil one what's what's he say
1: I got three reasons why you should just walk away. <laughs> Reason number one, look at that guy. Three, two, what is that, a dress? <laughs> this is a robe. <laughs> Reason number two, look what I can do. He proceeds to stand on his hands. Oh,
0: he's, he does, know. look at him, he does have a point. <laughs>
1: what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, 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 he's,
0: he's got a point And on that note, thank you for listening. We love you. We'll catch you next week. If you made it this far and you like the show, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast listening platform you use. We're available on all major platforms such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher,
1: TuneIn Radio, and more. To stay up to date and keep in touch, check out our Instagram at Stranded and Streaming. We'll post regular updates there for our followers. Feel free to send us a DM if you have any comments, questions, or requests for future reviews. But most importantly, thanks thanks for for listening. listening.